It's time to swing into the golf world of today. I don't think I've had as much fun on a golf show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart, sponsored by TaylorMade. Terrific voice, and you have enthusiasm. Now your host, the director of fun. Give me that guy all day. He's the best. Keith Stewart. It's Friday afternoon, and welcome to The Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. Thank you for tuning in to ESPN 920. Well, the sports world was given a seismic scare earlier this week. We'll discuss Tiger's accident more in a moment. We also have two great guests from Golf Digest to discuss their hot list for 2021, alongside the rest of your weekly updates. It's time for The Pro Show. this fabulous Friday afternoon. I know you're always looking across at me, trying to figure out when I'm going to jump in there, or if I'm just going to listen to it for a while. Yes. You know I love that song. And you just can't stop the pro show, so it's appropriately titled. It's apt. You know, I'm in a little bit of a um, serious mood this afternoon, just to start. And, of course, we have to discuss the news of the week um, about our very good friend Tiger Woods. And uh, certainly thoughts and prayers out to him and his family, his children, um, to everyone involved in his camp and, and basically to the golfing world. As we all know that Tiger Woods inspires reactions in all of us. Um, he is the most popular athlete in the world. And he had a difficult week as on Tuesday we all heard the breaking news that he was in a horrific car accident. And we're so thankful that he was wearing his seatbelt and that it looks like he just has broken bones and some serious injuries, but uh, at the time that the news broke, um, it took me back to a point in my life where um, I was working at a place called Isleworth Country Club, and uh, one of our members uh, was involved in a, in a similar kind of scary situation. And when the news comes out for these things, and, and I'm going back here, uh, Wade, to Monday, October 25th, 1999, which was the day that uh, the great Payne Stewart passed away. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and sure. he was a member at the club at Isleworth there. And, and as everyone remembers, he was up on the plane and and that tragic day for him and, and those people in that plane. And, you know, it made me think at first when I saw that car, I said, man, a lot of people don't walk away from that car. And uh, thank God he was wearing his seatbelt. And that Genesis uh, mini SUV was um, as safety conscious as the engineers could have made it. And uh, it seems to have preserved his life. And uh, um, the, great, the great news this week is that uh, he's already been transferred over to Sears um, Medical Center. Uh, so it's about 20 miles away from the UCLA Trauma Center where he was. Right. So he's obviously stable enough and he's uh, awake enough and to be able to be moved. Um, looks like he's going to be out in California for another week or so. And uh, then they'll bring him back to Florida and they'll make him comfortable at home. And he, he will begin his recovery. And, uh, um, you know, I, to those of you that know me and, and know the special connection that I have with uh, Mr. Tiger Woods, um, this is a tough one to go over. All I can say is that uh, appreciate every moment that we have with these types of inspirational people that you have in your life, any kind of mentor, any kind of motivational person that you have. Uh, Tigers touch our lives in so many different ways. And, and yes, he's had ups and downs throughout his personal life and his career. But, um, you know, I think back to when he came back and won in 2018 and that just flood and sea of people that followed him down the 18th hole. And I, and I think about that as... Every media outlet was going through their reporting 
of the situation on Tuesday and reporting since and all the prognostication that's going on and will he play golf and this, that, and the other thing. And and I just hope that we all just put it in perspective that Tiger has done something special for all of us in some special way. So when you have a quiet moment, just think of him, think of his family, and wish him the best. It might be a year or so before he comes back and he's walking around and we get to see him all the time. And and God bless him if he could play golf again. But um, let's just get him back with his family and get him comfortable and get him quickly on the road to recovery. And uh, that's all I have to say about that there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Mr. It, Mr. Gump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when today we get our news differently. So you look at your phone, those things pop up and you're like, holy expletive. And you, you see the picture and you're yeah. you just looking. Your, your, your eyes are scanning the article for words like non-life threatening. Yes. And when you yeah. see that, you're like, okay, now let's move on to the to the details of the story. Yeah. But that and, was one yeah. of those moments. You know, I just um, wear your seatbelt, folks. And, um, and thanks, Tiger, for all that you've done. And we wish you the best. Now, speaking of the best, we have two great guests coming on in a little bit today. And one of the most popular things in all the golfing, golfing written world is the hot list published by Golf Digest. And we have the two Mikes. We have Mike Johnson and Mike Stachura, who are their senior equipment editors that have been working on this 18th edition. It's 128 pages. It's become its own magazine. Um, They went through 270 entries and gave out 137 medals. So um, this is just an epic equipment summary getting us kicked off for 2021. And I can't wait to talk to those guys. Uh, the, the PGA Tour, um, I just bring this up because it kind of makes me laugh in, in a way um, that I think you'll appreciate there, Mr. Wade Weezer. Um, they are playing the World Golf Championships Workday Championship at the concession. Um, you know, Workday is a very successful company in our world. Sure. Um, I just think that, and, and as a consulting company, maybe they would have hired a consultant to come up with a better title <laughs> than the World Golf Championships Workday Championship. But um, uh, I, I won't barbecue them later in the, the weekly update. I got them there. And uh, you know what? One of the things that I thought was really cool this week was our winner, Max Homa, of the PGA Tour event, the Genesis Invitational at Riviera this past weekend. And cer- certainly he won in a playoff over Tony Finau, and we'll get to Tony later in the weekly update. But Max is one of those next-generation PGA Tour players. You know, he'll, he'll be the first one to say, you know, um, my inspiration for playing golf and, and being an athlete in the golf realm is Tiger Woods. And so, he. but what's unique about Max is he puts himself out there. And one of the things he does, he, he is a co-host uh, with Shane Bacon from the Golf Channel on Get a Grift, which is a podcast. And it comes out either Monday or Tuesday every week. And you have a PGA Tour player giving their experiences. Well, uh, Max had won once before at the Wells Fargo a couple of years ago. But um, Max is very honest and he is very funny. And I, I think it was great how in this past week's podcast, how he really opened up about his experience on Sunday and the whole week and coming down the stretch and the playoff and working with his coach, Mark Blackburn. And, and, you know, if you don't know Mark, Mark is the 2020 National PGA Coach of the Year. Uh, He gave some great insights into playing golf. So I encourage everyone that has a moment to throw that podcast on. It's called Get a Grip again with Shane Bacon and Max Homa. And, you know, Max came up with some really good, like I said, insights about coming down the stretch and working with Mark that week. There was this one phrase he brought up. He said, Mark said to him, let's play for position, not perfection. And I think there's an important lesson in that in golf. So as you start to think about 
playing golf or if you're listening to this all over the country where you are in warm weather and you are playing golf, then certainly think about that. Where's the best place I can end up? Don't try to make every shot perfect. And I think there was a great lesson there. And, you know, I've learned many lessons from the great Max Homa, because if you follow him at all on social media and he's on Twitter, uh, Wade, you're going to love this guy because he roasts people all the time and he is very, very funny. Nice. So um, in order to lighten the mood a little bit here, before we get into the big equipment discussion, I put together a list of some of his top tweets. Okay. All right. And, uh, you know, take this for what it is, but um, I, I think this is some pretty good stuff coming from Max Homa. So follow him on Twitter and um, let's go through a couple of these and uh, I'll get your reaction. All right. Here's one for you. I'll let you in on a little secret. In Ubers, I lie about what I do so I don't get bombarded with questions. I say I'm a realtor, and for the first time ever, the Uber driver is in the market for a home, and I am so deep in this web of lies, I think I'm actually working for him now. That's great. It's a pretty good one, right? Here's one for you. Tiger passed down his golf gifts to his son, and my dad passed down his ape-like arm hair to me. <laughs> Genetics really are amazing. Really good one there. And he, and he responds to people all the time. So if you're going to go hit him up, then you're you're going to you just you could be it's like Russian roulette. You right. could you, there could be a bullet in the chamber for sure. Right. So, you know, this one guy hits him up and he says, hey, at Max Homa 23, um, I roast my three wood. That's 10 past your driver, 10 yards past your driver. And he writes back, uh, congrats on bombing your three wood. Let me know if you need a discount on any tickets for the next PGA Tour events this season. Nice. That's great. Technology is awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's this is totally fun. Here's here's I love this one, too. Tipping was a lot less awkward when there wasn't a person holding an iPad that asked how much you'd like to tip them. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right in your face. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, oh, here we go. At Daddy Spill hits him up and says, plus five through four at Max Home at 23. I think I could do that. Only guy killing my fan duel today. And he writes back, dang, didn't see you playing today. Will you also be playing in the Masters in April or is that just me? I love it. A little dose of reality. Yeah. How about the, a fellow tour, tour player hits him up? Harry Higgs. This guy's pretty funny, too. He says, at Max Home of 23, my mom called me last night and asked me to have you roast my swing. I'm bored, so let it rip, Maxwell. Max writes back, yeah, I know she called me, too. <laughs> See, that's it's the perfect mix. It's not too over the line. Yeah. But, you, you know, you're asking for it. You know what you're getting when you get into the ring with him. So, and one more to go over here um, as we get out of this first segment here. So, he says, I spent over a dozen years trying to get Tiger to give me a high five at Riviera as a fan, and today he handed me the trophy. Ha ha, what a world. Well, congratulations to you, Max Homa, and congratulations to the New Jersey Golf Foundation, our sponsor, for all they do in order to support not only us, but growing the game of golf here in the state of New Jersey. You know, folks, the New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the New Jersey PGA section, is committed to positive impacting the lives and communities through the game of golf. And did you know the NJGF offers two annual scholarships, the Peter Famiano Memorial Scholarship and the Bruce Lieberman Memorial Scholarship. Each scholarship is open to all seniors in high school who will be attending college, offering $2,500 a year with a maximum of $10,000. To apply for these scholarships or for more information, please visit the New Jersey Golf Foundation website at newjerseygolffoundation.org or call us at 732 732- 
four six five one two one two. You know, for a second as I was reading that, I thought Workday wrote it with the word scholarship. <laughs> right. How many was that? Like seven of them? Holy cow. <laughs> All right, let's jump out of this because uh, I know the mics are are coming across quick. So, uh, folks, it is about 3.12 p.m. here in New York. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Be back in a moment with the mics from Golf Digest and the hot list for 2021. He's back. What we have just witnessed is the most unprofessional act that I can ever remember seeing in professional sports, and I've been covering this stuff for 30 years. Mike Greenberg. He is better than advertised. If this kid stays healthy, he is well on his way to being one of the best and one of the most unique players this league has seen in a very long time. Greeny, every weekday starting at noon on the new 920 ESPN. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Time to get back on course as the pro show continues. Great show and great questions. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the Pro Show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and you're listening to ESPN 920. Well, it's the most popular golf magazine of the year. Sort of like the swimsuit issue for golfers who love gear. It's Golf Digest Hot List, the annual breakdown of the equipment industry, written and produced by our two guests today, Mike Stachura and Mike Johnson. Trust me, the Mikes have compiled something that is no small task, and that's saying something. Nice job on the rhythm there, Mr. Wade Weezer on the board. Enjoy that Chris Stapleton there. Nice little verse in that uh, JT song. And uh, I'll... Let's see about uh, whether or not we put our guests in the right mood here today. We have two mics with us today, so I, I have a truly uh, interesting challenge. But uh, let's start with Mike Stachura. Mike, how are you today? I am fantastic, and uh, I am, like all readers of Golf Digest, after paging through the hot list, I am ready to go out and hit it. And how about you there, Mr. Michael Johnson? How are you today? Couldn't be better. Today is actually my 25th anniversary of starting the Golf Digest, and I'm a pretty lucky guy. In 25 years, I can count on one hand the number of days I didn't want to go to work, and today isn't one of those days. Well, you know what? We're going to have some fun this afternoon, so yeah, hopefully today is one of those great days like you've had for 25 years, and thanks for sharing that with us. Now, And also thanks for sharing the hot list with us, which is in its 18th edition. Now, it's 128 pages long, guys, and I'll start with you, EMJ, right? How relieved are you when you guys finally send this thing to print? Well, uh, Keith, there's a reason Stax gave me the large bottle of Kettle One for Christmas this year, uh, and it, it definitely ties in there. Uh, but I would say it's, it's not so much relief, but kind of an exhale. Uh, to get the hot list out on time, 
on deadline with the thoroughness that we want. I mean, it's an all-year project, but the last three months are really nonstop. And I, I think when we finish the one thing, yes, we're relieved. We take a breath, but we're also like there's so many moving parts, so many facts in the entire package. You know, there's a little trepidation of what did we miss, and hopefully it's not anything. Well, all right, so you bring it up right there. What did we miss? You know, anything that's a a list like this that's this comprehensive um, promotes feedback. So um, let's go over to you there, Mike Statura. Um, What kind of feedback have you all received so far? Positive, negative? I mean, we live in an interesting world. Give it to us. What have you guys been hearing? Well, I mean, I think it's it's the same thing. Uh, uh, people look at equipment and they look at rankings of anything, and they're saying, okay, who's the winner? Because I don't really want to have to work to choose the right club or pick the right travel destination or whatever the ranking you're talking about. And I don't think that's what the hot list is about. Because, that, first of all, I don't think there is one winner. I think there's a winner for Keith. I think there's a winner uh, for MJ, I think there's a, a winner for me. And I think what we try to do is say these products, the 137 products in the hot list, they are significant. They are game changers for you on an individual basis. They are the products that you should pay attention to when you start thinking about, hey, I want a new set of irons. Boy, I need a new putter. Wow, is, is there anything happening in wedges? This is where you start. So speaking of starting, it's been an interesting year, and I'm going to switch over to you there, MJ. I got to ask a couple of questions. Under normal circumstances, you guys meet with the manufacturers, then you have a players committee, you have scientists involved. I mean, you putting this together is about bringing people together and testing and getting feedback. How much of a challenge was this year, and you know how comprehensive did you all have to be in putting together the 2020 hot list? Uh, it was a challenge, no doubt. I mean, one of my responsibilities on the hot list is kind of organizing the summit where we bring in our tech panel, our retailer panel, our player panel, and, you know, all the travel arrangements and all that go with that. And clearly with COVID, that wasn't going to happen. That became pretty apparent, you know, at least by June, July, that this was going to drag out well into the fall and, and we needed the audible. Uh, we found a willing partner at TPC River Highlands in Connecticut, site of the Travelers Championship, uh, to give us their facility, which was tremendous. But then, you know, how do we get testers? How do we do that? So we ended up with a bunch of testers who could drive to and from the site each day. Uh, there were COVID tests in advance. There were temperature checks each day. We had a COVID compliance officer on site to make sure everyone wore their masks, social distance. Uh, the method in which we gathered comments, usually it's us interviewing the players and, and writing things down as they speak. You know, this year they're talking them into their phone and emailing them to us. So uh, it was a bit of a fire drill, but I think one of the things we're most proud of is we were able to conduct the hot list in the same manner with the same process that we always did, and we really didn't have to compromise. We just had to figure out a different way of doing it. You know, and, and as I'm thinking about that, I know that, you know, in the sales of golf clubs this year, there were a lot of challenges of vendors getting product to us. 
So did they face those same challenges? Because they had to be in development of these products that they're trying to get you that are for 2021. Um, were there any stories where vendors couldn't get you product or it slowed down your process, MJ? I think the more interesting thing was uh, the only clubs we really didn't get that I think we would have liked to have was Titleist had some hybrids that they just couldn't get to us on time that are out in the market now or shortly going to be out in the market. So uh, that's a little disappointing. But the harder thing was not so much the product for 2021. It was the second year product that was still going to be up for consideration companies were selling out of their product left and right so they had some challenges getting us those clubs but in the end they were able to do it well it's a good thing that they did because then you all were able to put together this wonderful list for all of your readers and that we've grown to love after 18 years i mean 18 years of this edition um certainly anything over that amount of time evolves so i'm going to switch gears to you mike statura and i want to ask um how in what kind of ways has the hot list evolved? So, you know, let's do the old Instagram thing, you know, um, where you started and where are you now? Well, I mean, I think if you look at the complexity of the operation and you compare the, the start, which was really just, hey, how come the editors at Golf Digest don't pick the, the top products or their favorite products? And, okay, we sat down and, and spent a few days and kind of uh, did our best to go through a process but we didn't really have one. And I think over the last 18 years, uh, we've refined and intensified the methodology, whether it's adding, adding launch monitors, which we've done the last uh, five years that have been crucial in how players assess what's actually happening to the ball. You know, the, the meetings that we have with our uh, scientists, you know, we've got five PhDs and the former uh, senior technical director at the USGA. So these are people who, who not only know golf equipment, but they, they are strong scientific backgrounds. So that sort of intensity level has risen as we've gone along. And, and let's be honest about this. Manufacturers have embraced this. They, they did not initially embrace it, but they've embraced it. And, and we've worked to say, okay, here's what we did this year. How do we make it better next year? And, and they're not looking at it in terms of a self-serving, hey, how come you guys didn't give, give me more praise? It's like, all right, what are you guys doing? Well, we do this when we test clubs. And, and, and by learning how they test clubs, we say, okay, there's, there's something we can take from this and bring to our process. So there's a, a lot more uh, thoroughness in terms of, of getting the players' comments, and, and we circulate those uh, directly to manufacturers when we're, when we're done with this process and, and the hot list is out and, and manufacturers come back and review and we say, here's, here's what player, our players said about your product. And, and I think, you know, for, for a lot of reasons, the intensity of, of the hot list has been driven by, hey, we're trying to be the best resource for consumers entering a shopping experience that is pretty intimidating. And I think if we can give them knowledge, and if we can also give them a certain level of excitement, I think they're going to take advantage of uh, equipment that literally will change not only how much better they might play, but how much better they might enjoy the game. Well, you know what, folks? 
all of my consumers out here that are listening right now, we have a treat today because we have the two senior editors of the Golf Digest Hot List for 2021. That's Mike Statura and Mike Johnson. And they are giving us the inside scoop on all of the different stories in this 128-page extravaganza. Now, you touched on something right there in their last answer. I, w- I want to ask another question about, was there, as the vendors started to embrace this more and more, was was this a gradual kind of change that you guys both felt, or was it something that kind of, was there a pivot moment where they kind of just all of a sudden were like, hey, we need to get on board with Mike and Mike because this is good for golf and this is good for my company. So, uh, MJ, Take, take a hit on that one. Yeah, I, I think it was somewhat organic, but I, I would point to maybe year four or five as kind of a turning point. Uh, the first couple years, uh, you know, I, I won't lie, they were rough. I mean, uh, the manufacturers were not used to their equipment being reviewed and ranked. Uh, you know, equipment coverage prior to that had pretty much been, you know, here's our press release and a photo, and you do something with it. Uh, so there was a bit of calling the baby ugly, right? Uh, if you weren't, didn't get a perfect score, <laughs> we were saying there was something not right with your club, which we don't view it that way, but the manufacturers kind of did. And, and there was a lot of, uh, there were a lot of tense conversations and spirited conversations, but we were blessed with uh, management that was steadfast that this was a service to the reader that we owed them. Uh, they would take the slings and arrows. They would take whatever business it came with it. And I think around year five, uh, four, five, six, right in that area, the manufacturers realized the hot list wasn't going away. And I think they were also hearing from their retail partners, hey, this is something really important. And, you know, our customers are literally coming into the store with the hot list in their hand, helping them guide their decisions. So, um, I think at that point, you know, we had established a back and forth with the manufacturers. I think they felt we were willing to listen on ways to improve our process, just like they tried to improve their equipment each year. And because of that, a mutual respect came out of it and things got a little bit easier from there out. Now, Mike Statura, it's been a, a year full of surprises here in 2020. There's no doubt about that. But when it comes to the equipment, you've done this for almost two decades. Was there anything on the equipment side that surprised you, Statch, um, when you put together this year's hot list? Well, I, I mean, I, I would be lying if I said the first thing that surprised me was how we were able to get all these all these products in in a very challenging year uh, with with the pandemic. But I, you know, it's I'm impressed, and and Mike Mike and I are kind of like this that we think there's good products up and down the sort of uh strength of the industry so in other words that you know you have uh, multi-billion dollar companies and, and you have uh, in in essence folks working out of a small strip mall type situation and they all produce interesting ideas and and really impressive products so i i think that's always the surprise for me i I love seeing um, "quote unquote" smaller companies. You know, whether it's uh, a Betnardi, who's obviously been around for years, but they make quality putters and, and are, are a, a player of significance. But you're not going to, you know, walk into a huge big box retailer and always see their products. So, you know, Sick Golf is starting to get some traction, and 
and certainly the smaller putter companies are starting to get some some traction. So I, I mean, you know, we're we're surprised on a on a baseline level at how how brilliant uh, the guys at the R and D level are in saying, you know what, we can do something that we didn't think we could do before. You know, and you're seeing that obviously with the influence of uh, artificial intelligence up and down the line in, in the metal wood category, whether it's Callaway or TaylorMade or, or uh, you know, even even a company like Wilson is, is branching in that direction. So, I mean, I think we, we don't know how, uh, how much better equipment can be because uh, equipment companies are exploring things that they haven't even tried before. You know what, folks? There's no doubt that those R&D guys that Mike was just talking about are brilliant. But we have two brilliant guests with us today, and they are Mike Johnson and Mike Stachura, and they are the senior equipment editors and the guys that compile the hot list every year for Golf Digest. Now, MJ, there's no doubt we live in a review society. You know, Amazon, all of the different things, the websites, you know, Yelp. Um, When you start to talk about putting together a comprehensive review of equipment, I always find that the hot list is like super authentic. You know, it it it, ha, it has a very genuine nature the way it comes across. How do you guys feel like you know you accomplish this so effectively? Yeah, that's a great question, and, and I think one of the reasons is uh, we have a willingness to be educated. Uh, we spend endless hours with the R and D teams at the various equipment companies, learning not only what they did but why they did it, how they did it. Who does it benefit? What does it do? Uh, as we mentioned before, we have our academic panel that we lean on really heavily, our retailer panel that we lean on heavily. We receive literally thousands of pages of tech documents uh, that would, quite frankly, make an engineer's head spin. Uh, but we go through them meticulously. Uh, you know, we kind of have a thing on when we post on social media about the hot list. We often add the hashtag, hashtag thorough, and I think that's what we try to do. And finally, I think one of the big benefits to us is uh, Mike and I have very different skill sets. Uh, Mike is, I mean, he could be an engineer at an equipment company. He is that versed in, in the technology. I like to think I'm versed. He's versed plus plus. I, however, look at things from a player perspective, and my younger days, you know, I was a scratch player, played a lot of competition and stuff. So, you know, I'm versed in things like, you know, ball flight, trajectory, spin, sound and feel. And, and we play off each other's strengths. It's not that the other doesn't have that club in the bag, but, you know, each of us has our lane. And between the two of them, we get to a good place. Well, there's no doubt you get to a good place. And I love that hashtag thorough. I think about the challenge that you must have, and I think about the thousands of pages that you have to weed through and your committee weeds through and your team does. And it starts to make me wonder that of those thousands of pages, how much of it is just marketing madness? So, um, Mike Stachura, I want to flip back over to you. Um, How do you guys kind of, over the years, I'm sure you have methods that you've developed, but how hard is it to weed through all of that, that marketing mumbo jumbo to get to the really to the heart of the conversation or have you established a relationship with the vendors maybe you specifically where it's like don't give me this just give me the nuts and bolts and you know how does that process take place because you know there's a lot of marketing in this world 
Well, I'm not going to deny that there's a lot of marketing, and, and I also want to apologize to all the equipment company R&D guys because we all know that I'm a philosophy major, and I'm only pretending to understand what they're that they're telling me in these in these meetings. But you know, the, the the simple truth is, obviously, we've been around long enough to know what is marketing, and, and you know, we're not going to avoid it because that's that's they're telling their story. But I would say the majority of information that we receive is, is what we would like to call white papers. Okay, these are literally white pieces of paper with single space, you know, paragraphs and paragraphs and scientific drawings. And, and yeah, we do get the, the quote unquote sell sheet and, and that is discarded quite abruptly. And, you know, that's the sell sheet is not what we're about. Yeah. When we have to go through all these papers and, and come up with, you know, an explanation that, that ends up as the write up that you see, you know, in the in the print product that that's at retail, the special hot list issue that's in our website uh, that's devoted to the hot list that's in the digital form that you can have on your phone. Those words are not condensed. Those words are reshaped based on the the detailed information, the detailed conversations we're getting. So, I mean, I think it's a it, it's a, a challenge, and I think you go back to that idea of of, of being. Uh, authentic. I think what we're trying to do is authentic to me means helpful to the reader. And, and I think that's the ultimate goal of, of every word that we write, every part of our process. We're not doing this to sort of check boxes of let's be, uh, let's do all these things. Our, our goal is, okay, we're trying to get to a point where, okay, this product is meaningful because we have a group of scientists say, you know, this is, this is interesting. We had a group of retailers saying, I think this is going to resonate. And then we have a group of, you know, 16, 20 players and a significant portion of those players saying, this is going in my bag when I get the chance. That, that matters to us. And that's why we think uh, uh, that's how we try to get that to that, uh, that phrase that you use that I really admire authentic. Well, you know, one thing's for sure. And my listeners, they're loving this detailed conversation, but my sponsors need a little break. So folks, we're going to take a quick one here. Up next more with Mike Johnson and Mike Statura, equipment editors from Golf Digest. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. We'll be back in a moment. Sometimes the greatest way to say something is to say nothing. Keyshawn Johnson. Any quarterback that play underneath him is going to look crazy, and especially if they got any skill set. Jay Williams. I'm just tired of talking about what Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons don't do. I want to start talking about what Brett Brown needs to make them do. It's time to go to work, Brett. And Zubin Mahente. I can promise you, I am as passionate about sports as you are. It is time to go to work. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Weekday morning starting at 6 on the new 920 ESPN. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You got a great voice for radio. Time to get back on course. Face for radio. I, I get a lot of that too. As the pro show continues, once again, Keith Stewart. 
This is Keith Stewart, your host of The Pro Show. You know you're listening to New Jersey's ESPN 920. This list we are discussing has been published for almost two decades. Once a paper copy is now a digital diagnosis of the current club marketplace. A pretty cool evolution for two lifelong writers. All right, thanks for that on the board there, Wade Weezer. We are back with the two mics from Golf Digest talking Hot List 2021. The gold medal winners from top to bottom, 137 medal winners overall. And as we jump back into this conversation, there's no doubt in the world. I think the report came out this week that the National Golf Foundation said there was 75 million more rounds in 2020. Just just 75 million there, uh, MJ. So, um do you guys feel any extra pressure with all these different eyes on the hot list to to come up with something new and innovative with this year's list? Was is there something new about this year's list to draw us all in? Well, I, I don't think we feel any pressure. I think we certainly saw an opportunity. Uh, it's fabulous that uh, in the midst of all the bad things that the pandemic has brought, that people have found golf to be a respite and. Uh, I think it's a good one. You know, you get outdoors, you get away from it all, and uh, there's nothing like fresh air to kind of clear, clear the mind a little bit. Uh, I think each year, though, we, we try to bring more to the table each year regardless, though, and this year's no different. Uh, we had the special issue, as you've mentioned, 100-plus uh, pages solely about the hot list. That meant expanded write-ups, more photographs. We could be more descriptive about what the products are and who they are for. Uh, we have a, a build your own bag interactive on our website where you can go to whether it be drivers, fairway woods, irons, wedges, butters, answer three questions and that'll narrow down the list from, you know, maybe 15 options down to two or three. Uh, we had the Rapsodo MLM launch monitor this year for the first time. Uh, so we have some data from that uh, presented in a graphic format. So we're, we're trying to give people as much as we can because, honestly, in the reviews, you know, we're talking about discerning degrees of excellence. Uh, unlike when we first started in 2003, 2004, you know, back then there was some really good equipment, some very good equipment, and a fair amount of equipment that, quite frankly, wasn't very good. That's not the case anymore. Everything's pretty darn good, and rarely do we find anything that's really bad. Yeah, Keith, Keith I would say you know one of the things that's uh, important to us in our process, you know, when we have the Foresight GC quads at every hitting station and we have a fitter on-site kind of walking along, that sort of part of our process is very similar to what we would encourage golfers to go through. In other words, if you're going to be interested in golf clubs and you're not getting a fitting and there's not a launch monitor spitting out data on every shot, you're not really getting a sense of, of whether there's a chance to improve with this particular product. And, and I, think, I think that uh, intensity, that, that sort of mirroring what, in terms of what we think should be happening in the, in the average golfer's club selection process, fuels our process. Well, as a PGA professional, I, I, 
I love that you brought that point up because at some point I wanted to cover the question, which is, does the hot list replace a custom fitting? But I mean, you just answered it so eloquently right there. Certainly they go hand in hand. And I love how the hot list pairs things down and you have the new innovation of how to build your own bag right there on the website. These are cool things that are happening here in 2021. You know, and I salute you guys. And, and who are these guys? Well, folks, it's Mike Johnson and Mike Statura. They are the senior equipment editors for Golf Digest magazine. And one of the questions that I had past the custom fitting aspect was, who are the products are for? And MJ, you just brought this up a second ago. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip it to you, Mike Statura. I'm going to say, well, does the hot list apply to women players? Because we have so many extra rounds we're being told and we have so much more interest in the game. Does, does the hot list apply to juniors? So could you expound upon, you know, the different demographics in golf and how the hot list applies? Great question, Keith. And we get it a lot. You know, we actually have a, a little feature both online and, and in the special issue about uh, the, the women's question. And the short answer, not to be flippant, is that every product in the hot list can be applied to a woman player provided it's the right type of player and it's provided that there's the right type of fitting. We also say, listen, there, there are uh, products and, and we list a, a group of uh, these kind of holistic uh, full set packages that are geared to uh, moderate swing speed players uh, people kind of looking to, to do a one-stop shop. But we really believe so much in fitting, and, and we really believe that with the right custom shaft situation, lengths, weights, etc., you can, you can adapt, you know, for instance, we just had one of the, uh, one of the sons of one of our, our top VPs who was interested in clubs for the hot list. He's, he's certainly not college age. He's I don't know, 15, 16 years old, maybe even less. He's looking at players' irons, and he's got he's gone through a custom fitting, and that is where he wants wants to go with his game. And that's a perfect illustration of clubs that are right for a player are only right because they've been fit to that player, and and that's why we think the hot list is your introduction to that process. And if if I don't want to speak ill of people who click to buy but you're missing an opportunity to get as good as you can get if you don't go through the proper channels of a, of a custom fitting, because that's where true excellence happens. And that's where true improvement happens. Well, one of the reasons for having you guys on today is that a lot of people click to read. So MJ, where can we find the hot list? I'm sure it's at everyone's newsstand, but um, is there a site online? Um, do you have a web address for my listeners, uh, social media handles, what do you have, MJ? I mean, it, it's as simple as going to golfdigest.com and, and clicking on the hot list. It's very prominent on the homepage right now. Uh, you can find that Build Your Bag Interactive on there as well. Uh, there's some videos to look at. Uh, the special issue is available at Golf Galaxy, but also can be purchased uh, via our website as well if people are interested in that. Uh, so you can find it pretty much anywhere you look on on golfdigest.com. All right. Well, you use the word prominent there. And one of the more prominent aspects of the pro show is that we like to have a little fun with our guests. So before I let you guys go, uh, I'd like to do a little rapid fire Q&A to try to get to know you better. Um, you know, figure out why Mike Stachura, um, as I've heard 
the rumors is known as the Prince of Darkness, maybe. But uh, we, we might get that answer through this process. But w- all kidding aside, you guys up for a little rapid fire Q&A? Let's go. Can't wait. All right. Statch, we'll start with you. Do you have any pets? Two dogs. Names? Finn and Charlie. MJ, favorite app on your phone? Ooh, uh, poker. Poker 2. We play a game every Thursday night, socially distanced. Statch, which of the classical elements best describes you? Water, earth, fire, or air? Fire in the sense of (laughs) self-immolation. All right. MJ, on a scale of 1 to 10, rate your physics knowledge. Six. Statch, biggest pet peeve on Zoom meetings? That they happen at all. I love that. All right, MJ, who will win a championship first, the Mets or the Knicks? Got to be the Mets. They're a little bit closer. (laughs) Define closer there. Anyway, we we don't have time for that. All right, Statch, if you didn't have to sleep, what would you do at the extra time? find an open driving range Ooh, a golf nut i love it i love it all right mj do you have any hidden talents uh i'm a really good cook all right all right well we'll look into that maybe when i'm up in the connecticut area all right one more for each of you statch describe mike johnson in one word professional Back to you there, MJ. Describe Mike Statura in one word. Perfectionist. Whoa. A lot of alliteration there. I love it. All right. Well, folks, it's been a true treat today to have the two Mikes with us. They have been professional, and you can tell by the hot list that they are quite perfectionists. There's no doubt in my mind that this has been a treat. So I hope you all have enjoyed it. Uh, Mike and Mike, thanks for spending the time with us today on the Pro Show. Thanks, Steve. Enjoyed it. It was great. Folks, it's 3.45 p.m. Thanks for listening to ESPN 920. Coming back to wrap up today's show with the weekly update. Janae Ogulmike. Players, we've always been at the forefront of social change. We all respect the decision, and we support her decision, more importantly. And Mike Golick Jr. We saw a Black Lives Matter shirt at a NASCAR race. You have finally opened the door to make a new group of people feel welcome at a racetrack. The new knows no limits. Janae Ogulmike and Mike Golick Jr. are Janae and Golick Jr. Weekday afternoons at 4 on the new 920 ESPN. St. Jude exceeds any expectation or any dream I could have ever had about a hospital. First was getting David here to save his life, but then I was told we wouldn't get a bill. I I didn't quite process that. How's this possible? It's possible through all the wonderful people who donate. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. If you think about that, I mean, go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. The research here is research that we share with everyone else because overall, we want to help all children that have cancer. What makes that possible is people that give to St. Jude. They really help us to fulfill our mission, and we're so grateful to have them on our team. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. 
finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Get ready for the back nine. As the pro show continues, once again, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to the pro show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to ESPN 920 on this informative Friday afternoon. folks you can listen anywhere at 920espnnewjersey.com just hit that listen now button and speaking of listening in case you want to hear today's show again or share it you know the podcast will be posted tonight on itunes amazon iheart stitcher spotify all those spots nice follow-up with that interview with this song all right hit the post i never needed anything from you and all i ever asked was for the truth you showed your tongue and it was forked in two your phantom was lethal, I almost believed you Yeah, you prayed on my every mistake, waited on me to pray Alright, good vibe right there to get into the weekly update You know, you crack me up, man. You crack me up. I, I throw in just brief, I mean, like, it, it's it's amazing to me your experience on the board because you listen so intently to what we're doing week in and week out and you're always looking for something to get me going. And I throw in the last bit that the one that Mike Statura is known, you know, by the vendors as the Prince of Darkness. And then you then you do that. That wasn't for Post Malone, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It wasn't for Post. He's been around for five years, I think. I'm still not sure I like him. I I think I do. Post Malone. (laughs) Yeah. He he, like it was in so many different directions. You hear like some, you know, weird poppy music. And then he's with Ozzy Osbourne. Like, I guess I have to like him. Yeah. You know, um, I mean. It was interesting during the height of just to get off on a quick tangent, yeah, but yeah. during the height of the pandemic, if you go back on YouTube, he did a bunch of cover songs and some concerts and everything, just um, putting some stuff together. Winning you over? Um, oh, golly, what did he do? I think he did a cover of uh, Nirvana's Nevermind. Did he really? Yeah, he did like the whole album. Um, and wow. I, th- I think he was with Travis Barker playing the drums from Blink-182. I mean, it, it, so the guy is more of a musician than he probably comes across as with face and tattoos. He can sing, too. He's got a voice. He's yeah. not just the rapper type guy. So, yeah. you know what? I think I like him. I'm, let's go ahead and say we like him. All right. Well, I, well, well I'll be prepared um, when this becomes full circles at some point. Perfect. Yeah, when we're listening to that. All right. But speaking of prepared, folks, let's prepare you for the pro show update sponsored you by of course our friends at TaylorMade. you know first we changed the shape of the driver now we're changing the way they're constructed introducing sim 2 but different built differently around a forged aluminum ring it's our longest and most forgiving driver ever we've designed it specifically for every golfer who would rather swing away than play it safe experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new sim 2 driver only from our friends at TaylorMade golf and here we go. We are in to the Pro Show update. Finau finishes second again. Our man, Tony Finau. All right. The Salt Lake City native lost to Max Homa in a playoff, the second hole of the playoff on Sunday at the Genesis Invitational. Right. So Finau has now put himself in contention, you know, after his first PGA Tour win, which was back at the uh, Puerto Rico Open, which is uh, uniquely enough this week, which was back in March of 2016. Um, 
he he played great. He shot 64 on Sunday, but he, he lost in the playoffs. So now, heading into Sunday, he had 38 top 10s, 20 top 5s, and 10 runner-up finishes since winning that 2016 Puerto wow. Rican Open. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine, you know? He's done pretty good. He's got a lot of tuxes as a as a groomsman, right? So um, anyway, uh, you know, we know it's been tough for Tony, but let's not lose sight of the fact that he's 31 years old and he's won 22.7 million dollars on tour to date. So what are you going to do? All right, here more from Riviera. This was a crazy story. So Tyler McCumber, um, he was, and this was reported by PGATour.com. He was coming out to the course on Tuesday when he went to open the windows of his hotel room and he smashed his finger um, by sliding the, the window in, into, into a crevice and everything. And it, it, ooh, yeah, exactly. It went back under the nail and lifted it half back and everything. So um, he had to go to a surgeon. The surgeon gave him a choice. Either you could wrap it up and try to heal it, but you're not playing golf this week, or you could have the nail taken off. So uh, McCumber went with the latter of those choices because he wanted to play and he played great and um, you know after two rounds he was in the top 10 but unfortunately you know McCumber fell back over the weekend with a 77 in round three which is you know which is probably best all things being considered his situation because had he remained in contention or worse in a playoff um, he would have been at a true disadvantage if it had been that kind of a nail biter should have won with this one <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun over there, amusing yourself. All right, uh, the golf world is shifting. The WGC in Florida this week, as a, as a sign of the times, uh, you got players like Matt Kuchar, who's 47th in the world ranking, and Jason Day, who's 45th in the world ranking. They're on the bubble just to get in events like this. And you got guys like Ian Poulter, Ryder Cup hero, that's playing in Puerto Rico, which is a secondary event. Um, Jordan Spieth, 61st in the world. Ricky Fowler, 65th in the world. They didn't even qualify for this World Golf Championship, and yet we have names that are becoming very routine in, in our world here on the show, like Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler, Joaquin Neiman. I mean, these are the guys that are filling your DraftKings lineup. So, um, you know, it's a pretty awesome, fun shift that's going on in golf right now. So pay attention, folks, because probably the next time Phil Mickelson gets favorable odds for winning in golf, it'll be predicting which television channel he'll end up on. Annika's return to the game to the Gamebridge Classic down there at Lake Nona this week. This is one of my favorite stories of the week. I love Annika coming back after a 12 year break. You know, and she yeah. said she was nervous and she didn't remember that golf was being that hard. Well, of course she didn't. It was 12 years ago, and uh, in that last year she had won three times to equal then her 72 win total. Um, yesterday's round, she played good. She shot three over. She had one bad hole. She had a tap and birdie on 14, but her issue came on the par four fifth hole where she hit the ball under a fence. She had to take a drop. Then the um, the official had to tell her, you don't drop from your shoulder anymore. You drop from your knee. I mean, in 12 years, there's been three revisions to the to the rules of golf. So, But it, in good news, at age 50, you know, she had basically one bad hole and she shot three over for the day with a triple bogey on that hole, you know. Unfortunately, the bad news is, is that she's 10 behind the leader, Lydia Ko, after one round. And uh, it seems like that next generation she inspired is more than capable to play the, the game as great as she did in her prime. Totally, totally. Ooh, I love this story. 
from the PGA of America, once again, being innovative and stepping out at the at the front of the golfing world and being leaders. Well, the PGA of America announced this week that 10,000 fans, approximately 10,000 fans a day will be allowed in to the PGA Championship, which is going to be played May 20th through the 23rd down at Kiwa Island on the famous ocean course. Um, this is the largest crowd announced yet. You know, now we know that there's going to be fans at the Masters, but we don't know the number yet. But um, we had 5,000 fans at the Waste Managed Phoenix Open um, just a couple weeks ago. But for the PGA to come out and say in May in South Carolina, we're going to follow all of the CDC guidelines and we are ready to go. But 10,000 fans a day. And um, you know what? So, folks, for those of you keeping track at home, that's two for two in 2021 major championships with fans on the property. It'll be the Masters and the PGA. And uh, I believe that's this week's sign that the pandemic pause might be passing us by. What is Paramount Plus? All right. So this is this was a story here. This is our pop culture story here. Yep. All right. Launching March 4th. This is CBS Viacom streaming service. You know, so when you talk about Peacock with NBC and ESPN Plus and Disney Plus and all of that jazz. Right. So in order to engage subscribers, CBS plans to use its sports, primarily NFL, but CBS also has when I started to read this article, I started to read between the lines. So. CBS also carries the Masters, right, which is as big as the NFL, and they carry the PGA Championship, which is equally big, right? So, folks, you know, this is in, in an interesting piece of reporting here by our friend Jeff Shackelford, right? I'd be aware, come time for the Masters, of how to get yourself some Paramount Plus if you're traveling or you don't have cable anymore, because this is where you're going to find your Masters coverage. And, um, you know, I, I, I tell you, there's just no doubt that this type of pop culture information that we give week in and week out, Wade Weezer, is paramount it, to your viewing ooh. the first two majors online. Ooh. Now, I pay for that already because I'm a Star Trek geek. I like to watch the Star Trek shows. Yes. I, I, I pay for CBS. So that that's turning into Paramount, correct? Um, No, it's not. No. Um, they are, no, uh, you got to look into that. Now it's half price before March 3rd. I'm not here to push Paramount. The, but, right, because those, those Paramount commercials had like, you know, the Enterprise Star Trek people and the golf people on those Super Bowl commercials. You, you know what? I'll, that? I'll look into it's that. Possible. Interesting. I'll, I'll look into that and we'll have a sidebar later. Oh, I like later sidebars. This, yes, uh, during happy, happy hour. hour. <laughs> yeah. How about that? You know what they say? Fools seldom differ. All right, here we go. One more, one more take for you today. The European takes a 50-50 shot. This was a lot of fun. You know we love the content produced by the European tour. So they're at it again. They've released another fantastic piece on YouTube. They asked Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy to see if they can make a hole-in-one from 148 yards with 50 shots each. And what ensues is just six minutes Wade Weezer of pure theater, okay? <laughs> Highlighted by plenty of mental commentary from the two. At one point, JT, I guess his dad standing by, who's his coach, he's a PGA professional. He asks his dad for a, a quick lesson. He's like, why am I so bad? <laughs> um, Rory takes a mental break. He lays down on the ground. He's like, he's like, I can't. He goes, I'm focusing so hard on doing this right now. He goes, I, I just need a moment. I it like That's and it's fantastic. very it's very authentic that you have a guy who is as good as Rory, you know, one of the greatest of his generation, and he's like, I I need a break. At one point, JT throws his nine iron away. He says, and Rory says, Oh, it got to you. He goes, No, he goes, if I throw it over there, I won't use it anymore. He <laughs> goes, I, I need great. to use a different club. So it was great. So, you know, one thing to keep in mind, as bad as as I'm leading you to believe that you would think that they hit it, more than two thirds of their hundred total shots finished inside ten feet. Wow. So great entertainment again by the European Tour. And um, thanks for this unforgettable reminder that, of course, golf is hard. Yeah, it, it, golf is hard. 
That's your Pro Show update for the week ending February 26th. 2021. Now, before we get out of here, let's talk sponsors again. TaylorMade Golf, thank you, and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Next week, we got a cool interview. Um, we have a new member of the USGA's executive board coming on. Um, he's being elected, actually, this afternoon at their annual meeting. His name is Tony Petiti, and he's the president of sports and entertainment for Activation Blizzard, uh, the makers of Call of Duty. Uh, so we're going to have a little esports and golf conversation, and uh, I can't wait for that. And uh, I can't wait to see you again in a week, my friend. So thanks for all your work on the board. And I can't wait to talk to my listeners. Now, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with one brief thought. For those who feel anxious about life's never-ending rat race, the day you stop racing is the day you win the race. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, folks, and this is The Pro Show. Thanks for joining us for today's show. The Pro Show with Keith Stewart returns to the tee next Friday at 3 on ESPN 920.